Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 116 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. This week, we're going across to the UK and we're going to speak with a man who was in Kilcoan Park in Waterford last Saturday night. We'll get to that shortly, but um, as uh, we always do, we'll welcome our guest uh, to the uh, podcast. And that, of course, is uh, Billy McMahon. So it's hello to you, Billy, and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Uh, you're very welcome, Barry. Good to speak to you. So of course, uh, Billy. Um, you know all the greyhound enthusiasts and greyhound supporters. I suppose on on Twitter will no doubt be uh, familiar with you uh, at, at this stage. But um, just in terms of anyone that's listening to the podcast and you know might know, yeah, give us a small bit of background um, on yourself and uh, how you got involved in sport. Uh, really, it was down to probably my best friend's dad. Really, Mickey Cleaver. Um, he would take us to Romford um, as twelve and thirteen year olds. Uh, go to Romford on a Friday night where it was you know all open racing some of the top dogs around the country you know and just looking forward to you know looking at some of the, the real fast dogs you know dogs like Oshu Ping um, Argbed Mentor and stuff like that you know some real good fast dogs and I just enjoyed watching ground racing I just fell in love with it from you know from 12, 13 uh, and then in the end obviously when me and my friend become a little bit older 15, 16 and we would get the bus ourselves uh, and go to the track and you know, have a little punt as you do, and uh, it just it just went on from there, and just fell in love with it. Brilliant stuff. And um, in terms of ownership, um, did did that did, ha- did that happen straight away for you? No, not really. It, you know, obviously being young and you, you're working and you're grafting, and obviously you've got other things on your mind, and you know, so you you sort of put that to the back burner. I never really thought about getting into ownership, but only till. I got a little bit later in life, and I thought, you know what? It's um, when I—it it was the main. It was when I quit football. Um, obviously, I had to give up football for injury, um, and it was there was a void in my life or a buzz that I used to get when I played football. So, for me, having a winner that was probably the enjoyment, the adrenaline rush that I needed to, to uh, get me over not playing football anymore. And uh, and ground racing did that, especially. You know, having a winner, and you you know, if you've had a few quid on as well, and it makes it even better when your dog crosses the line in front. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, definitely does that. And just in terms of, I suppose, your your ownership o- over the years. So, um, is it tell us about, I suppose, a bit about your you know your experience as an owner in the UK? Uh, at the start of it, being an owner in the UK, it was fantastic because it was uh, about quality, not quantity. And I think you know, previously and now at the moment. I think, you know, the ground racing in the UK um, is on the decline, uh, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, it's just not the same for me. It's more revolved around bags racing, uh, SIS, um, and, you know, that's not what I enjoy about dog racing. I enjoy proper greyhound racing where you see the best of the best taking each other on, not early morning starts and just fitting cards to be you know, streamed out to betting shops. And for me, that's not what Graham Racing should be about. We should be, you know, looking to, you know, promote the best of the best. And, you know, and this sport's a great sport. But I think in the UK at this precise moment, I just think it's too much regarding bookmakers and it's it's really, really destroying the sport in the UK. Interesting stuff. And just in terms of the UK at the moment, Billy, would you have many dogs um, in, in your ownership at, at present? Uh, Barry, there was one time when I had 15 to 20 dogs 
at this precise moment, I have three dogs at the moment. Um, and if I'm being brutally honest with you, I won't be getting any more in the UK. Um, I just think it's... The UK just don't look after owners enough. Um, they just... You know, if you're trying... It's like I'm paying a monthly fee towards my kennel bill. And you know, I just feel like I could not have a dog. And the Joe public will know more than me. <laughs> and it's just the same. And I'm thinking, you know, you don't get treated with any... You know, any real, you don't feel special with being an owner in the UK at the moment. And I think they need to look at it. The GBGB need to sort themselves out big time because, it, you know, they're, they're the puppets to the bookmakers. And, you know, and it's, not, it's not what it's about. And a lot of big owners within the UK will keep walking away. And as you've seen, probably, Barry, a lot of UK owners are now going out to Ireland um, a lot more now. Um, and I think you'll be seeing that quite a lot going forward. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose, look, that's something we have seen, you know, grow and grow over the course of, you know, the last l- number of years. Um, you know, more UK owners getting involved in our great sport here in, in Ireland, of course, and, you know, big numbers coming over for the Rinter Racing Festival from the UK and the Irish Greyhound Derby. And, you know, always a fantastic uh, banter between uh, the, I suppose, our, you know, Irish and, and, and English friends. And, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, your your trip to Kilcoan Park and, and, and Waterford, uh, before we talk about the win in that um, final, um, on Saturday night, tell us, Sam. You know how you, how you got involved in you know I suppose uh, purchasing a uh, ground here on Irish shores. Uh, I used to own the bitch. I own the bitch, Ballymac Diva. Um, so I bought the bitch. Um, she's the full sister of Ballymac Cooper. So the deal was done before I purchased her. Uh, me and Nick, uh, the other owner, we bought her, um, and she was a bitch that was always in season, always had niggles, um, and never could get her really hundred percent right. Instead of me. I'm not the person just to run dogs for the sake of running dogs. Um, it was, I had a chat with Shane, I had a chat with Liam and said, look, I don't want to keep running. She never, she's not really sand. So I'm going to send her back now at an early stage. I think she had four races in her career. Um, and it was, and, and the deal was for me to have a pick of the first litter. Um, Shane said, oh, with Breda to, to Ballymac Cash Out. Um, obviously an offspring to Droopy Sydney, who I think is, predominantly the best sire around at the moment um, so I was happy with the choice of sire um, and obviously you've got to trust Liam and Shane because obviously you know they they know much more than what I do about breeding so uh, they sent the year markings over to me so I said to my partner Donna at the time I said look this is down to you you know there's a list of Amir you've got to pick the year marking and she picked the year marking and Billy Ricky Joe was <laughs> the one she picked and uh Shane rung me after three months. He's ready to go. And I have a really good relationship with Peter, having dogs with him previously. Um, so I said to him, Peter, can you, you know, rear the dog and school him for me if you don't mind? And he was like, not a problem. Um, and after 12, 13 months, he rung me and said, I think this dog's above average, um, which is nice to hear um, because I'm not being, you know, flash when I say this, but I'm not really interested in, you know, the graded route or mine are open, I'm, I'm looking to get, you know, the competition dogs to, you know, to, ch- to challenge, you know, and that's what I want to do. I want to, you know, in anything that you do in life, you strive to, to be the best. If it's, you know, the ground racing or work or anything like that, you, you want to have the best dogs around. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't, but you just have to, you know, get on with it, move on. If it's not right, you, you know, you move on and you, you swallow it and, you go on to the next one, then, you know, we've come across Billy Ricky Joe, who, you know, for me, really, really excites me. 
he really does yeah yeah, most definitely you have to be excited with him and just in terms of I suppose look obviously uh, you touched on Peter there Peter Cronin what a fantastic trainer um, he is and you know before we just talk about the, the win on um, Saturday night uh, I know you made the trip across to Kilcone Park in, in Waterford to, to watch that final yeah uh, me, and my, me and the father-in-law Jim Reynolds uh, I said to him would you like to come over because the other owner Nick Hutt couldn't couldn't make it um, so me and Jim you know we flew to Dublin in the morning drove up to Waterford you know stayed in an hotel um, and literally had a few ciders had a few beers and was made to feel very very welcome by all the staff you know at Waterford it was it was it's a brilliant track you know the food was amazing we had Michael and you know we had the dumpsies behind us on the table which was we were having a good chat with them um, and it was just nice it's just good to see pure greyhound folk just to chat away and you know, just talk about good dogs and just people that have a real big interest in ground racing. All the locals were, you know, very complimentary. We watched a few unofficial trials before racing. Um, yeah, I and mean, it was just a really, listen, it's always, I can always say it when you, you end up winning the final, it's a great weekend. But, you know, just in general, the experience, and I've done it quite a lot. Obviously, I've had dogs in finals in Ireland before. Um, and it's, you know, it's it's a lovely place to visit. It was really nice and you're made to feel really really welcome very very good and we're very glad to hear that Billy and we're just going to listen to commentary from that race now um, in Kilcone Park there in Waterford on Saturday night and they're away in racing there four dives for the rails on the run up and shows plenty of early dash five right there on the right outside that's Tassie Treasure and Tassie Treasure goes around in front to lead from four and second place the boss man heading down the backstage three now has gone second that's Biller K. Joe it's five in front Tassie Treasure up by three lengths now three starting to reduce the gap that's Biller K. Joe as they come around the final bend three is absolutely flying home Biller K. Joe five in front but trap three comes through to score Biller K. Joe from five and second place Tassie Treasure winning time 28.89 yeah what a fantastic performance there from Biller K. Joe in that um, final of the Slaneyside Kennels um, Solutions and Waterford Track Supporters Club on race stake final there on Saturday night in Waterford and I suppose for for me watching in Billy um, it didn't look likely early on um, but that was a very very taken performance from you know a youngster that, that is very exciting and looks to have a bright future ahead you know, he's at the moment. He's obviously still a very young pup. He's a June 21, um, and he still hasn't learned the art of trapping at the moment. I think in all of his, you know, four races he's had, he's never really trapped. Um, that may be just maybe the, his running style. Um, he, Peter said to me that he might lack a, a tad of early, but you know, from two to three, and then obviously coming home, he's as strong as anything he's got in his kennel. So it's it's exciting. I was really impressed with the run, especially you know, I think Waterford. You know, is a is a front running track, and for him to to do what he did from the second bend, in, in, no, and and the dog in front was a she's a fast bitch, you know, and um, you know he 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 tore down the back, you know, and um, I was I was delighted, and he was strong into the drop, um, you know, and as I said, Waterford wouldn't be his ideal track, but obviously all dogs need experience. Um, I was a bit worried about the draw with Trap Four coming across him. But it was glad that he missed it because I think four would have cannoned straight into him. So, yeah, I'm really happy with his performance. You know, he's got a great attitude. He's he's a real relaxed, chilled dog for a puppy. Nothing really fading. Great kennel, a great traveller. And like you know, we all say, you know, if you've got a decent dog, they've got to do everything right. And you know, at the moment, he, he ticks a lot of boxes for for me and the other owner, Nick Hart, and also Peter Cronin. 
Yeah, that's um, great to hear, and uh, no doubt he'll probably um, grace the, the great track of Shelburne Park in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, me and Peter spoke about this. You know, I'm very much in not over racing dogs, but also, you know, dogs still need to get experience in and around other dogs. And, you know, I'm no fool to know that obviously when you go to Shelbourne Park, you, you know, you're coming up against the best of the best. So the levels, again, are going to, he's going to have to step his levels up to, to challenge the dogs at Shelbourne Park. But we we are adamant that we think he, he would be a better dog at Shelbourne Park with the longer straights, you know, the tougher trip. So, We've spoke about it. He will probably have around three or four weeks off and just chill, relax. And we'll probably take him for a trial at Shelbourne Park um, and then look where to go from there. We've we've spoke about possibly if he improves, you know, maybe the Kirby, um, which could be really interesting. It's something that I've always loved to have a runner in, but only if he's good enough. I wouldn't put a dog in if I didn't think he had a chance of winning. So we'll take, we'll, we'll take you know, we'll take it slow at the time being. But as I said, he looks like a real strong 550 dog within time you know and um, Peter is excited you know and Peter's no fool you know if he if he doesn't think the dog's good enough he'll tell you straight away and he's from day one he's always said that this this dog's a little bit above average so yeah I, I think we're all excited me Nick Hart the other owner and Peter really so you know when you get a dog that does 28.69 with a break like that and the going was real slow because it was a, a real downpour at Waterford before racing so yeah, really exciting times for, for, for myself, for the other owner, Nick, and, you know, Peter, you know, they're the sort of dogs that you, you you try and purchase, you get excited about, and it's just lucky enough that we had the dam, and it, you know, it was a free pup, and picked at 12 weeks old by my my girlfriend, and, you know, the rest is history, as, as they say. Yeah, look, it's uh, quite a story, and we look forward to uh, following his progress uh, in, in the coming weeks and coming months, uh, Billy. Finally, I suppose, be, before we finish up, anything else um, you know, to look forward to over the next couple of months? Or are, you, are you on the watch out uh, for, for more, or just uh, wait and see, to see how things will develop uh, with, with this exciting sort? Yeah, I just think, as I said to you, I'm... I'm, I'm you know, cutting back quite a lot of the dogs in the UK now because obviously I've lost a lot of interest in UK racing. So I'm always looking around, you know, always looking at the right type of dog that, you know, that could, you know, excite me and, you know, a few of the, to the owners I buy. I've obviously Gary Thompson, who I buy dogs with, and, you know, Nick Hart, we buy dogs together. So it's interesting to, to see what could come about. But at the moment, I think we're just, we'll probably see what other dogs do within the UK within the next, you know, two to three months. If they don't really materialise or work out, we'll probably sell them, move on, and then maybe, you know, reinvest and go back into the, you know, the Irish market and look if there's anything that suits me and the guys, you know, financially, then we're, you know, we'll, we'll look at it, you know. So, but it's, um, you don't want to, you know, don't have too many dogs because sometimes you have too many dogs, it becomes a headache. And uh, when you get a dog like Billy Ricky Joe, sometimes you, you just put your soul focus on, on a dog like that and just hope for the best and hope he stays sound and you know and, and he takes you on a journey that you can never forget but we'll see you know he's only young it's just a, it was only a, you know an unrace but I was I was excited for what he did from from you know from second to third then last last week it was exciting yeah, it sure was. Look, it was a fantastic performance, and uh, we we hope to see yourself, Billy, and you know your your friends and owners uh, back in Irish soil soon. No doubt, um, you'll be making the trip hopefully across to maybe Shelburne Park and Limerick. It'll be great to to see you all over here um, again, and uh, we're glad you enjoyed your night um, in Waterford last Saturday night. And we appreciate you uh, joining us on the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast. It's been a real, real uh, great uh, chat over the course of the last fifteen or sixteen mi- minutes, and uh, we're w- wishing you continued success uh, going forward in the world of greyhound race and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon
Well, we appreciate it. Go steady and be lucky. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.